welcome to the video with the purpose podcast where i explain the many different uses of video and how to use it purposely i'm your host katara lane and for the past few years i have been working with businesses and nonprofits creating videos so listen up and let's talk about video welcome everybody thank you for listening to today's episode so today is a very special episode because I have my first guest here. So, Mayana, could you please introduce yourself and tell them what you do? I'm Mayana. I'm a travel and lifestyle content creator, and I'm also a website and graphic designer located in New Haven, Connecticut. Cool, cool, cool. And could you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel and what you do there? So I have a YouTube channel. I'm a small YouTuber. I've recently, I'm still on the road to um, 1K. I just hit 400 subscribers. And on my YouTube channel, I highlight my travel vlogs, um, how I save money to travel, how I budget. And I will also be posting some lifestyle content very soon. Cool, cool, cool. So usually I don't bring on guests, but last week, me and Leanna, we were in a call for something completely different but you know we started talking about something because you guys know I asked you a question about a few weeks ago and I was like you know I'm looking for a question for the podcast and somebody did answer but that question was like out of my you know genius and then I asked Miana because she's a social media manager and she brought up a really good question so the question was how can we maximize YouTube shorts now that TikTok uh, could possibly be banned in the U.S. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? I I have mixed feelings about it. I understand the safety precautions and with everything the U.S. has going on against China and against other countries, I understand why they want why they would want to protect us and protect us from technology attacks and technology hacks and getting our information stolen. However, I do feel that a lot of, not only people, being in the business world, a lot of businesses, small businesses and large corporations have begun to rely on TikTok for marketing and as a way to reach the new, their new young audience. So I think it kind of takes away and forces businesses to push back on their marketing efforts and begin to second guess. But it also kind of takes away the fun for people. Like, I feel like TikTok is an app where everyone kind of enjoys themselves and you're able to just feel like you can be yourself on that app without feeling polished up as a lot of people feel on Instagram. Yeah, I feel like that might be the problem with the United States. Like, maybe it's a little too raw in there. Like, I saw, like, a TikTok video the other day about why they were banning it, and they were just because... You know, like, on the news, it's like, you know, you get 30-second snippets and stuff, and they don't really go over it, like, you know, as in-depth as they could. But on TikTok, you get, like, the full scope, and, like, people are, like, just saying their opinions. And it's so unfiltered and so raw with all the information and the content that they put out. So it's definitely interesting to, like, see how, you know, this will play out over the next few months or year or so so um how do you think tiktok being banned how do you think it affects students because you know as we know that's like the major demographic that's on there there's other demographics but the majority is like young people 
for so for example, like my brother goes to school in Virginia and Virginia recently passed a bill that is banning TikTok. So when he's at school, he goes to Norfolk um Norfolk University Norfolk State University. And when he's at school and using the school's Wi Fi, TikTok will not load. You don't have access to TikTok and it's restricted. And that's because the school wants to protect their privacy and not get their information stolen. However, I think it's limiting students because people a lot it depends on how people view TikTok. Yes, TikTok is a fun app. People can dance, but a lot of people learn from TikTok. Um, many people teach and help people with simple day-by-day day, day day things, or you feel like you have a community on TikTok. So I feel like that's being taken away, especially from a college student, um, being able to relate and connect with students across from the world who aren't on your campus or, or aren't within your area. You don't really have that sense of community anymore once TikTok is being banned. You also are limited to what you learn. Like, I learn something new on TikTok every day, whether it's true or false, even if it's like a simple cleaning hack or like a normal day-to-day hack. I feel like I always come across things that I never knew. Like, I'm learning. Yes, I'm scrolling on social media, but I'm also learning. So taking that away from students sucks, especially like, like I'm on book TikTok, so I always get book recommendations. And as a graphic designer, I see other graphic designers like, doing tutorials you're teaching you're learning like school is about learning you're taking that away from me and that sucks like that's what i'm like for people who use the app i think it's it's a suckish experience that is very true we also you know we usually think about all the on the business side it sucks but then also for the students it also sucks it just sucks for everybody involved honestly um personally i don't even i don't I used to work with kids. I have no idea what they're going to do now. I used to look at their screen time on their phone. It used to be like 52 hours. Like, what are you doing on your phone for 52 hours a week? That's like, that's two days plus some. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> I also think it'll affect professors and some teachers. So, for example, I have a cousin who's a teacher um, out in Houston, and she was thinking about using her TikTok to provide resources for new and upcoming teachers or for um, parents who um, homeschool their kids, like just doing videos and being that resource. But when you take away a platform like TikTok, you also take away people who who can be those resources. Yeah, I also had a client. She um she spoke Arabic and English, and like she wanted to start like you know a YouTube channel and put out content on TikTok, teaching like you know Arabic kids how to speak English also. So like you know that's another like way for her to promote it's like it's gone so what are your best tips for YouTube now that you know TikTok might be going out the window like how can we best now start going back to YouTube and maximizing it since there's like so many people in there already you know there's a lot of overcrowding how can you stand out and maximize YouTube YouTube has recently launched YouTube Shorts. Um, I would say maybe towards the end of last year when the TikTok ban was just being brought up. But there, some people have access to it. Not everyone has access to it yet. But they're rolling out a creator fund, similar to the TikTok creator fund, specifically for YouTube Shorts. And I personally believe that that is going to be huge sometime this year. It's just going to be a blow of YouTube Shorts. The same way TikTok TikTok didn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but the same wave of TikTok is going to be the wave of YouTube shorts, mainly because YouTube is owned by Google. So Google is definitely going to push and the algorithm is going to continuously push YouTube shorts. 
So my best tips would be to jump on it early, make the mistakes early on YouTube shorts and test out the different strategies and the different sounds before it gets monetized and then you're able to capitalize on it um, because you know it early. I think about it to where when I was growing up, a lot of people like YouTube, YouTube was popular, but it wasn't as flooded as it is now. I think that's the same thing is going to play out with YouTube shorts. You're going to see a few people using YouTube shorts and people are like, what is this that keeps popping up as I'm scrolling? I don't want to see it. And then later in the long run, everyone's going to try to get on top of YouTube shorts. But the people who got on it early are already going to be able to capitalize and monetize it. So yeah, I think it's very interesting because uh, my cousin, she sends me like YouTube shorts sometimes. Like instead of sending me like an Instagram reel or like a TikTok, she's sending me YouTube shorts. I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> of course I know what it is, but it's like, it's very, because she sends it through like my text messages and I'm like, it's just very interesting. So yeah, I mean, and are there any best practices that you use? For, or tips for optimizing YouTube shorts or, you know, maximizing visibility and engagement? So with a lot of the things I've been doing, like trial and error, and I really have been just trying to, to repurpose my TikTok content so I don't feel so pressured and overwhelmed to create new YouTube shorts content. Just use what's worked for me on TikTok, remove the watermark, and change the sound to fit the YouTube sound because YouTube is very strict with their copyright free music the original sounds and what they have to offer which i think is also going to be a problem in the long run but for now just try like learning their different sounds and getting ahead of that so i would definitely say play around with it and repurpose the tiktok content to see okay if it did well on tiktok let's see what my youtube shorts audience could be like whether you have the desire to be a youtuber a full-on youtuber or not i think shorts is still going to be the type of short video form content that people love and look for on TikTok. And if you decide to move it over to long form, cool. If you don't, you might, you might just gain subscribers from your YouTube shorts. Yeah, I also hear you talking about repurposing um, from TikTok to YouTube and, you know, the sounds. Because, you know, the sounds on both Instagram Reels, TikTok, they're all copyrighted uh, sounds. And YouTube, they don't play with people as much as you know with copyrighted sounds as Instagram and TikTok so what are some tips that you know people can use to get like their videos not taken down on YouTube like I posted a video and it was using the burner boy last laugh um and it got copyrighted and when it gets copyrighted it gets banned or like they don't show it to all your subscribers which makes your views go down because they're not pushing it as much in the algorithm so I would say until they decide or figure out a way where they can use the different funny sounds and the copyrighted music, to just use the music in the YouTube library. Yes, it will suck because it is not the best music and they might not have the best selection as they're trying to develop and push the app. But I do believe that using their sound will continue to get you pushed more in the algorithm versus using a copyrighted sound and they're not pushing it because it's copyrighted. Yeah, um, that happened to me one time with a client. Um, they asked for, you know, copyrighted free music off the bat. And it was copyrighted free music, but there was actually a license that I forgot to send over to them in the email. So they emailed me back and they were like, um, we asked for, you know, copyright free music. And um, YouTube is now telling us that our ad sense or ad money is going to be going to this creator. And I was like, I am so sorry. 
I forgot to say you guys are licensed. So that was fixed, but it can definitely be a huge, huge problem. All right. Um, last questions. Are there any particular types of content that work best for YouTube shorts or any type of content that can be adapted for this format? As people are still getting on the platform, it's very similar to just trying to figure out, okay, what are people here on YouTube actually scrolling for? But I definitely think shorts is very much short form video. So although I believe they do allow up to three minutes, I highly would not recommend using the three minutes because if someone wanted to watch a three minute long video, they would continue to scroll on the regular YouTube feed and click through videos that way. Nine times out of 10, if they're there for YouTube shorts, they like to feel, they like the feeling of watching a five second to 15 second video and scrolling right up. Um, because I feel like YouTube shorts is gaining the audience of, oh my gosh, the word just went blank. I literally just had a head of, um, they have a low attention span. You, that's who YouTube shorts is targeting. People with a low attention span who just want to scroll all day versus sitting and watching a 10 minute long vlog or video. So I'll definitely say short form content all the way. Of course, it's also in the name YouTube shorts, five second to 10 second videos, straight, sweet, simple, sweet, and straight to the point. All righty. So Mayana's information will also be in the description box, but could you also please tell them Tell people where they can find you. Yes, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube at the Mayana Mallory, T-H-E-M-Y-A-N-M-Y-A-N-A-M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. And all my links will be in my bio from there. You guys can feel free to reach out, contact me um, if you have any questions or if you would love to read up on any of the articles that I've read helping provide knowledge on YouTube Shorts, I'd be more than happy to send that over. Alrighty, well, thank you. It's great talking to you. Thank you for coming on. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for watching. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on today's topic. So connect with me on social media. All links will be in the description box. Also, if you like learning these video tips, please turn on your notifications on the podcast app you are listening to because I drop a new episode every single week.